Jets versus Giants on Sunday. The Battle of New York may come down to the trenches. We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, everybody. Welcome, New York Giant fans. Welcome, New York Jet fans. Well, to a special crossover edition Locked on Giants, Locked on Jets. My name is Patricia Trena. And the host of Lock On Giants and Jet fans, you know the gentleman to my side right there, Johnny B, host of Locked On Jets. And we are going to do a crossover edition. We're going to get you ready for this weekend's Battle of the Big Apple. We'll be talking about storylines, matchups, and predictions. And Johnny, this is going to be a good one. It's great to be with you. We do this a lot. I'm glad we finally get to get together for a game. And you know something? This is something that may not interest a lot of people, but I was thinking through my Locked On history and the first ever crossover podcast in the history of the Locked On Podcast Network was actually right after I started in 2016. I did a crossover right before Jets-Giants preseason game with one of your predecessors, and that was actually that was actually the first crossover show we ever had here, so we're kind of getting back to our roots today. Again, you and I might be the only people interested in that, but I was thinking about that before we started recording. That had to be before I came on board. It might have been art or yeah, it was art. That yeah. was way back when the network was was in its infancy. But that's kind of cool. You know, a lot of history there, as well as a lot of history between the Giants and the Jets, you know, the Battle of New York, the bragging rights, who's the big brother, you know, whatever angle you want to take, it's all good. And and John, let's start off with the biggest storylines. Uh, coming into this weekend's game, we'll start off with the Jets, the well-rested Jets coming off of a bye. Yeah, and the bye came at like a very interesting time on the schedule for the Jets because if you look at their schedule, the first six weeks were really hard. I mean, you, you look at the teams that they played those first six weeks. You started with Buffalo, then you had Dallas, then New England, who isn't that good, but beat the Jets, uh, Kansas City, then a game against Denver, where, you know, again, not very good, but Philadelphia. So, I mean, four of your six games were against really tough competition, the toughest schedule in the NFL through the first six weeks. And I, you know, I think it's obvious the reason they did it is because they wanted to load up on marquee matchups when they thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be the Jets quarterback. Obviously Rodgers got injured. I think everybody knows that by now, even when he was anticipated to be the quarterback. And I, I said this all through the summer, the Jets first six weeks was about surviving. I said, you know, three and three would be a great start even two and four, you know, I think you could live with. And the Jets survived it with Zach Wilson at quarterback. And so now we've entered this kind of second phase of the season where they survived. And now it's time the schedule has started opening up a bit. And it's interesting because before the season, you know, sometimes you sometimes you view the schedule, you break things down and teams are some teams are better than you expect. Some teams aren't quite as good as you expect. And while that's true in, on some level for the Jets, it really has kind of played out that the first six games look like the toughest stretch of the schedule the Jets have. And I mean, no disrespect to any of the teams they're about to play going forward, but 
the final 11 are not going to be quite as tough. I mean, there are some challenges in there. They still have their two games left against Miami. They still have Buffalo along the way. But this is the point where if the Jets are going to break this long playoff drought, they should have an opportunity to start banking some wins here, start going on a little bit of a run here. And, you know, I think the biggest fear for the Jets was, you know, if they got off to a one and five, oh, and six start, especially after Rodgers went down, because that's the point where, you know, things can just kind of sink. It, it can all fall apart for you really fast. And even if you get to a point of your schedule that seems relatively easier, the team might be gone by that point. And the Jets have avoided that fate. So I think, you know, when you look at this situation right now for the Jets, there's a real opportunity because of how they played those first six weeks of the season. And, you know, to your point there, the Giants, that we don't want to hear it because you talk about a tough start to the schedule. Look at what the Giants had coming off the 9-7-1 and record and having four of their first five or four of their total five uh, primetime games within the first six weeks of the season, including a Thursday night game at San Francisco, back-to-back, you know, games uh, out on the West Coast. Very difficult start to the schedule. So we know a little bit about something of, uh, here in the land of the Giants. But, you know, for the New York Giants, um, a very weird type of year. A lot of injuries right now. Um, we still don't know as we record this whether Daniel Jones is going to be able to return. I'm not getting a warm and fussy feeling that he's going to be back for this game. Um, the Giants are supposedly getting some reinforcements back on their offensive line, which has certainly been a topic of conversation um, it won't be Matt Parrott, who's one of the backup tackles. He was placed on IR on Tuesday. Um, I'm not sure if Andrew Thomas will be ready, although I think Andrew Thomas, the left tackle, will start to practice this week. This would have been a great week for Andrew Thomas to come back, especially against that Jets defense up front, which is very ferocious. But it's possible that the Giants get Evan Neal back, their right tackle, who's been dealing with a uh, an ankle injury. Now, to Giant fans, that's not a whole lot of con- consolation. You know, I think if the, if you were to ask everybody in, you know, which offensive tackle do you want back, Andrew Thomas or Evan Neal, I think everybody would say Andrew Thomas. But uh, the injury bug just absolutely merciless against the New York Giants. And, you know, just going back to my point about Daniel Jones, the offense has looked pretty good being run by Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor a little bit more slippery, if you will, in the pocket able to avoid some trouble that maybe Daniel Jones would get caught up with. Um, Tyrod Taylor, faster decisions, you know. That said, he only was able to score, what, nine points against Buffalo, uh, 14 points last week against a commander's team, which they probably should have scored at least 10 more points. Uh, This Jets defense is a powerhouse, and – For as good as Tyrod Taylor has played under center, it is a powerhouse. And uh, just basically, you know, we'll we'll get into matchups a little later in in the show, but I see a great mismatch between the Giants offense and the Jets defense. And then flipping that around, you know, the Jets with Zach Wilson, he's still young. He's been playing fairly well, but the Giants defense is starting to click. You know, they've been playing well the last two, three weeks. And uh, the Jets' offensive line, which I believe is still have had a share of problems, I think the Giants can capitalize there with a little bit of luck. Yeah, you know, you would talk about Tyrod Taylor, at quarterback. That's a guy Jets fans know well. He was the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills for a number of years. I, I was going to say the Jets know well, but I don't think there are a lot of Jets players who are left from the Buffalo days with Tyrod Taylor. But 
you know, I remember him having some pretty good games against the Jets uh, you know, way back when. And, you know, it's been it's, – it's, it's good to see the Giants get back on the winning note last Sunday. I think – you know, I was talking about, like, sometimes – you, you know, you have a decent team and it's just like things kind of snowball on you. It just like you have bad luck and you're talking about like the giant schedule and the giants injuries. And it's not necessarily a sign you're a bad team. It's just there are years where things just kind of break against you. And we've been through plenty of those with the Jets. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the Giants, look, I mean, we kind of know what they are at this point. They're still rebuilding. You know, last year was, uh, you know, they were able to catch people off guard, you know, catch people by surprise, new coaching staff, you know, uh, some new players and how were they going to set up the systems? But, you know, this year the injuries kind of muddled things up a little bit, but a lot of promise, you know, on the giants with some of the young players they have both in the set, the defensive secondary, the receivers, that young core of receivers that they're developing. And then of course, you know, Saquon Barkley is back in the fold and he was a missing ingredient for the Giants for for a few weeks there. He was he came back against Buffalo the game a couple weeks ago and he's really, you know, a guy who stirs the the Giants drink if you will with with Daniel Jones out. So, we're going to talk more about matchups on this special crossover edition of Locked on Giants, Locked on Jets. We'll get that to you right after this. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Sometimes when you're watching a Jets game, you don't want to have to worry about cooking. You just want your food brought to you. That's where DoorDash comes in. DoorDash gives you access to great restaurants throughout the New York area. You know, one great restaurant is Daily Provisions. They have breakfast all day. So if you want a bacon, egg, and cheese, you can order it. If you want avocado toast, if you want sausage, egg, and cheese, you can get it all day long. You don't just have to get it at breakfast. They also have some delicious sweets. They've got a car caramel chocolate chunk cookie. They've got a blueberry lemon muffin. DoorDash helps you get access to this great restaurant and so many others throughout the area. And again, it's a chance to just relax on Sunday. You don't have to worry about cooking. You don't have to worry about going to the grocery store. Amazing food from DoorDash. And you can also go to ch great chain restaurants like the Cheesecake Factory, uh, get, get favorites there. It's just a great place to go to get food. And right now, you can get 50% off up to ten, a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. That's when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number two, number three. Subject to change, terms apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to the special crossover edition, Locked on Giants, Locked on Jets. My name is Patricia Trena. I am the host of Locked on Giants. He's John Butchko. He's the host of Locked on Jets. And we're getting you ready for the Battle of the Big Apple. And in this segment, we're going to talk about matchups. John, what matchups are you keeping an eye on this weekend? You know, I think on both sides of the ball, the answer is the same. I think it's the interior of both lines, the interior of the Giants defensive line with uh, Lawrence and our old friend Leonard Williams against this Jets interior line of Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, and maybe Joe Tipman, maybe Wes Schweitzer. Tipman in was injured the Jets last game against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not entirely clear what his status is going to be. And over the next few days, Robert Sala will offer some sort of uh, prognostication. But one of the things Jets fans have learned the last 
three years is that what Robert Salas says about injuries doesn't always pan out. There's actually kind of a running joke that, you know, a guy's going to miss a game. If Robert Salas says they're confident he's going to play on Wednesday, uh, you know, Salas frequently overly optimistic in his press statements about injuries. So Jets, you know, could have some issues on this on the interior of this offensive line if Tipman is out. But you know, I, it's funny because I don't love this matchup for either offense. I think both defenses present a lot of problems with with what they bring to, at the, from the defensive tackle position. And I think on the other side of the ball, uh, Quinn and Williams. Now, if you look statistically, he's not having the, anywhere near the impact he did a year ago, but. I don't think statistics tell the story. I think he's, you know, he may not be playing exactly at the level he did last year when he was a first team all pro, but he's very disruptive. Even though, even though the sack totals aren't quite there yet, he's generating pressures at a high rate. I think the sacks are going to come. And I think, you know, that's a matchup that could favor the jets against this giant, you know, the giants interior offensive line. So, you know, it could be a matchup of which interior defensive line wrecks the game more. And that could be one of the things that decides who wins this one. Yeah, that should be uh, an interesting one. You know, the Jets have a really, really good defense, a defense that was actually striving to be historic, historically great. So uh, that's certainly um, one that uh, that battle is going to be a really, really interesting one. The Jet defensive front versus the Giants makeshift offensive line. The makeshift offensive line for the Giants playing a lot better the last couple of weeks, you know, which, which I think surprised a lot of people, but again, if they get some reinforcements back, hopefully it's Andrew Thomas. I don't think it will be, but you know, if it's Andrew Thomas, maybe they luck out. The big matchup for me from a giant's perspective is going to be Saquon Barkley versus that jets run defense. The jets run defense, um, I believe is giving up 137, I'm sorry, 135.2 yards per game which is 26th in the NFL. So a little bit of problems there with the run defense, it looks like. Saquon Barkley coming off of that high ankle sprain. He's been back now for two weeks. Last week he looked you know, a lot better than he did against Buffalo, uh, started to get back some of that explosiveness. I think Saquon Barkley, and I said it in the previous segment, he's going to be the, the straw that stirs the Giants' strength there. How he goes will be how the Giants offense goes, you know, and, you know, the Jets, they have a really good pass defense. So I think they should match up well against those young receivers, Jalen Hyatt, who's seeing more um, opportunities now, Wandale Robinson, who's their yards after the catch specialist, and then Darius Slayton, who's one of their deep threats. And then let's not forget Darren Waller, tight end Darren Waller, who can shoot up the seam and, and, you know, create headaches and maybe draw a little party around him. Um, which opens things up for guys on the outside. But for me, the big guy is going to be Saquon Barkley. And I would fully expect he's going to touch the rock a lot in this game. If you want to talk about my favorite matchup of the game, you know, I think the ones that we've mentioned are probably maybe more integral in deciding you know who wins the game. But I think the most interesting matchup for me is Darren Waller versus Quincy Williams, who's Quinn and Williams's older brother who the Jets signed, Jets claimed him off waivers two years ago from Jacksonville, and he earned a starting job. He was okay, but this year he's had a breakout season. This year he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. He's been outstanding in coverage. I think that's just going to be a great matchup. Um, you know, I, I think another thing to watch, again, on the injury report is in week six against Philadelphia, the Jets were without both starting corners, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, who were both in the, con the concussion protocol. So, We'll need to keep our eyes on that. As of the early stages of this week, neither had been cleared from, from the protocol. So 
you know, there's going to be a lot that's going to come out in the injury report this week that could end up, you know, you mentioned some of the Giants offensive linemen. It's difficult, kind of difficult to prognosticate this game in a sense because we don't know exactly which Jets team and which Giants teams are going to be on the field on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, we'll find out obviously Friday. Brian, you mentioned how Robert Sala doesn't, you know, quite give you accurate information about injuries. We we go through the same thing with, with Brian Dable. He's always optimistic. He'll say somebody is day-to-day when, in fact, they're week-to-week. But uh, before I forget, I've got to say thank you to the Jets for knocking off the Eagles, you know, because you you know that the Eagles is is one of the Giants' biggest, you know, opponents. They're in the same division, obviously, and they have just absolutely had the Giants' numbers. So when the Jets beat the Eagles, I think a lot of Giant fans were rooting for the Jets. So we owe you a big thank you. You, you, um, you say the Eagles have the, the Giants' number? That oh, was yeah. the first time the Jets have ever beaten the Eagles in a regular season game. That was actually this every four years you'd hear about it. You'd hear, oh, the Jets have never beaten the Eagles. So now we never have to hear about that again. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. I'd like to start seeing the Giants beat the Eagles. I don't think it's going to happen much this year. But uh, when the Giants can start getting, you know, the Eagles on the ropes the way they have with the commanders, then I would be happy. And and that same holds true for Dallas, too, who I believe the Jets also saw or will see at some point on their schedule. So, uh, NFC East versus the AFC East this year, which is why we're seeing each other. You know, we don't get to see each other very often. But, John, let me ask you something, you know, getting back to matchups for a minute here. Zach Wilson has always been kind of an enigma for the Jets. You know, a big question mark with, you know, can he read defenses accurately? You know, how does he respond to the pressure? The Giants defense, as I mentioned at the start of the show, has been clicking. Last week, they got six sacks against the Washington Commanders. What have you seen from Zach Wilson, and do you think he's better equipped now to handle the pressure that Wink Martindale, the Giants defensive coordinator, is known to bring against a young quarterback or against any quarterback for that matter? I think he's better equipped. That doesn't necessarily guarantee that he's going to have success. I think there's no question Zach Wilson's a better quarterback than he was this time one year ago. Um, Now, the bar is very low for that. Zach Wilson really struggled last year. He was benched multiple times. Uh, He's better at making his reads. I mean, one thing I'll say, and this is interesting because I think sometimes players come to the NFL and they're completely different from the player they were in college. And I think Zach Wilson is an example of that because in college, if you go back and watch what he did at BYU, He was a playmaker. He was a guy who was constantly breaking the pocket. He was making great throws on the run. Um, You know, he's evading pressure. In the NFL, when Zach Wilson's had the success, it's been when he's been able to get the ball out quickly, when he's been able to distribute the ball to his playmakers, making quick reads. Now he's inconsistent at doing that. There are times where he does it well. There are times where he doesn't do it well. But as far as, you know, is he, can he handle a pressure package, a blitz? he can do it better than he used to be able to. And, you know, if you actually look at the splits, if he, when it, when he gets the ball out in under two and a half seconds, his passer rating this year is over 100. When he holds the ball for longer than two and a half seconds, his passer rating is below 50. Uh, so this is a sign that he's a guy that just need to d- build in quick hitting plays for. And if they do that, they can kind of help neutralize some of the pressure packages. So I, I think he's capable of doing it. I've seen him. There are moments where I've seen him do it. There are moments where I've seen him struggle. But I do think he's better equipped than he was in the past to handle pressure defenses. Okay, well, that's certainly going to be a key for the Giants to rattle 
Zach Wilson because, you know, obviously everybody thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, I believe is going to be at the game on Sunday. Um, I guess he's been hanging around, you know, coaching up Zach Wilson, you know, coaching up his teammates. But uh, Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, two totally different quarterbacks, two totally different career paths. It's not to say that, you know, Zach Wilson can't eventually be decent, but, you know, so far kind of a rocky start to his career as evidenced by the fact that they did go out and felt that they had to bring in an Aaron Rodgers uh, to lead the offense as the, the missing ingredient. So, all right, coming up next, we're going to give our predictions and some final thoughts on the battle of the big apple between the New York Jets who visit, visit, and I put that in, in quotes, the New York Giants. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, football fans, snap into NFL action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. This week, the New York Jets are a three-point favorite coming off a week seven bye against a pumped-up Giants team that's coming up a 14-7 win over the Washington Commanders. Can the Giants beat the spread for a third week in a row? That's just one of the many bets that you can make on FanDuel's super easy app that allows you to bet on everything from the spread to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get started. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, football fans, you never know when an unexpected illness is going to strike. You could be away from home on vacation or get caught in the middle of a severe weather alert and not have immediate access to the treatment that you need. So wouldn't it be nice to know that you have an emergency kit stocked with medication that treats the most common and potentially harmful bacterial infections? Well, now you can with your very own personalized Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat a number of common bacterial infections. You can also customize your Jace case by adding other medications based on your needs. To get yours, just head to jacemedical.com, complete an intake form, and if warranted, jump on a call with one of their board-certified physicians to further discuss your specific needs. Once approved, Jace handles everything from issuing the prescriptions to having the medication shipped straight to your door. And right now, you can save $20 off your Jace case with the promo code LOCKEDON. Visit jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E medical.com, to get started. And don't forget the LOCKEDON promo code to save $20 off your Jace case. All right, everybody, welcome back to Crossover Thursday, Crossover Edition between Locked On Giants and Locked On Jets. I'm Patricia Trena, Locked On Giants. Here's John Butchko of Locked On Jets. And John, it is prediction time. Is it going to be Giants Stadium on Sunday or is it going to be Jet Life Stadium? You know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. The Jets are technically the road team in this game. And I feel like this is the one matchup where you want to be the road team because it's not really a road game. You're playing in your home stadium and it's not really a home game if you're the home team. So it's all, it's almost like an extra, it's like a bonus home, half a home game maybe. Cause I know they're when the jets are the home team, there's always a lot of giants fans in the stadium. And I'm sure there'll be a number of jets fans in the stadium this coming Sunday. Um, 
I think this is going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think, you know, both teams, the defense is ahead of the offense right now. You know, I look at this Jets team this year. I, I remember saying this two weeks ago when we did the preview show with the, uh, ho- the hosts of Locked On Eagles. This is a Jets team that's very much played to the level of its competition this year. They played really well in games against Buffalo. They played really well in the win against the Eagles. They played even the game they lost to Kansas City. They they played a really solid game after the first quarter. They had a disaster first quarter where they fell behind seventeen, and then were pretty much the better team the last forty five minutes of that game. On the other hand, they've lost to New England, and while they beat Denver, that game was closer than it should have been. Um, you know, Giants are an interesting team because I you know I don't think they're at the top of the league the way like Philly or uh, Kansas City are. I don't feel like they're at the level of Denver or New England, though. So the Giants are maybe a little bit more middle middle of the pack, probably closer to where the Jets are. Um, I think you know I don't think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game, which means it's going to come down to maybe a play here, a play there. I think you know it's a field goal kind of game, and in a game like this, I, I I'm going to pick the Jets. I think it's going to be really low scoring. Maybe I'm going too low when I'm saying it's maybe like a 13-10 kind of game. Maybe I'm not giving the offenses enough credit. I think the difference, though, is that the Jets have been excellent on special teams this year. Uh, they've, If you look at, by some metrics, they've been the number one special teams unit in the league. Uh, DBOA says that they've been, you know, Greg Zerline has only missed one field goal attempt. They're in the top, uh, you know, they're in the top half of the uh, top, top five or six in terms of punt coverage. Uh, the return game has been good for them. And I feel like in a game like this, a low scoring game where a lot of it's going to come down to field position. A lot of it may come down to you know a kick here. I feel like that might be enough to push the jet, the Jets over the edge. But you know, it's I could go either way on this one. I'm, I think I'll lean with the Jets, but it might just be my bias speaking there. Well, I don't think you have to worry too much about the Giants' special teams because they haven't been consistent. And last week, woof, that's all I can say about it. Um, the Giants losing to uh, Eric Gray, their punt returner really wasn't, you know, a threat. They tried Sterling Shepard back there. He didn't, you know, he had a muff. Uh, the Giants don't have a punt returner that, you know, we can say can flip the field for them. So special teams has been kind of a thorn in the Giants side, not totally, but for the most part, you know, when it comes to winning the battle of the field position, that's been a big issue. Um, for me, I'm going to actually say the Giants win this one. I think they're, the momentum is on their side. They're feeling pretty good about the win over um, Washington. The defense, as I mentioned, has been clicking and playing really strong. I think that matchup between the defensive front versus that Jets offensive line, which is banged up, could be a problem. Um, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I'm going to say I'm going to go Giants 17, Jets 13. I think it's going to be a one-score game. Zach Wilson, um, you know, if they get to him, as you mentioned, he can be um, he can be pressed into making some mistakes, and the Giants have just capitalized on that. So, you know, both teams obviously with with the offensive line questions, but the Giants have been settling down a little bit more at the offensive line, to where I think they're going to be okay. And you know, again, as we record this, I don't know for sure if Daniel Jones is playing. I don't think he is. But I think regardless of who's at quarterback, if they get Saquon running and moving the chains and the Giants defensive front can get to Zach Wilson and rattle him, 
I think there will be some plays to be made. And at the end of the day, that stadium will be lit up as Giant Stadium instead of Jet Life Stadium, which, by the way, I don't think that sat well with uh, with the Giants locker room when they heard about that. But just another piece of bulletin board material, I guess, for a game between two teams that see each other once every four years. So, do you think that they're going to light up the off the Empire State Building also in the colors of the winning team? I know they've done that a couple times in the past. They could. They absolutely could. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, if, last year I think when the Eagles won. Um, they, they lit it up in Kelly green, which, you know, irked a lot of giant fans. And, oh, I almost forgot the most important thing. No, Taylor Swift will be at, won't be at this game, but Eli Manning will be at this game. So we'll see if Eli has a little bit of that Taylor Swift magic, like what she has had for the, for the Kansas city chiefs, who I believe are four and oh, with her in attendance. So we'll see if Eli can you know, work a little bit magic for the New York Giants. Well, I, I imagine that the cameras at the, the TV cameras will show Eli less than they, they show Taylor Probably. Swift just played the Chiefs. Probably, but, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll sit in the same suite as she did. And I don't know, maybe she left a little magic there. Who knows? But anyway, it'll be a great game. It's Sunday, one o'clock, MetLife Stadium, New York Jets versus New York Giants for Battle of the Big Apple. Make sure you keep it here on Locked On Giants and Locked On Jets. We'll have plenty of coverage leading up to the game and after the game. So we want to thank you for tuning in, Giant and Jet fans, and hope you have a great time if you're going to be watching the game, which I'm sure you are. Enjoy the game. I'm Patricia Trainer, Locked On Giants. He's John Butchko, Locked On Jets, and we will talk to you again on our respective shows tomorrow.